Sitting in a dark room that smells like bad cucumbers. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Inconceivable! Now featuring 11, 11 listeners. This is Jimmy. You funny scumbag, get on your face and give me 25. This is the unique peak. everybody it is 50 days of dragon con and i really really hope john did the first thing when he went oh or whatever he does this is lee and john unfortunately is unavailable we've had to do this a few more times this year just you know because real life folks let's just all be very happy in two weeks you know uh real life will be a kind of it'll be it'll be uh lessened because we will all be around everybody. I want to talk about two things really quick. We haven't really um, pimped these or promoted. I think that's the nicer word. Promoted these as much as we have. But there is still the Dragon Con charity. It is with Project Open Hand. And if you are on Facebook with Dragon Con, there is an information right now about the Dragon Con um, 3.5 5K medal. Uh, it's not a runner's medal. You don't have to run. But basically, they figured out that if you do this, you're probably going to walk around five miles or three, 3.5 miles, five kilometers around Dragon Con. I will say that's probably about right. Um, I would say for volunteers and directors, it's probably at least double that. Uh, so thank you, volunteers, and thank you, directors. Um, so go look at that and charity. We are going to have charity on. They uh, have the medal, and we have the coloring book version two coming out. I am so excited. I buy them for all my nieces and nephews. Um, I buy them for myself and some other adults because they're a lot of fun, and it's fun to color. You know, I never stayed within the lines when I was a kid because I was too shaky. Now I'm old, and I can't stay within the lines because, again, my hands are too shaky. Uh, the other thing I want to do is a little bit of a promotion. John and I are planning to be at 50 days right now. I'm in, in the Atlanta area. So unless something really, really weird happens, I'm going to be there. And John is the same, even though he's coming from a Southern state. So he'll be here, but we, because of our great friends, can, uh, our great Canadian friends, Stephen right now, have a couple of little giveaways to give away. We do not have many because Steve and Raina did this out of the kindness of their heart. Um, it is very, very sweet of them to do this. They are absolutely wonderful people. And hopefully, actually, you might be listening to one or two of them talk soon because I we're going to do a why in the world do I come to Dragon Con from all the way over wherever. So really looking to do that, um, looking at that. Uh, supposedly also as of today, I am doing this on Saturday. It is, the app is live folks. Just remember something. Dra the panel isn't done until you butts in the seat and the panel's over. Or usually the panel, you can go in, you can believe it's live when it's 10 minutes in, but sometimes things happen. So the app is up. Don't make it permanent. The best idea is to look at the app like Tuesday and Wednesday. And then also remember, follow Twitter and follow Facebook. Because if there are changes that come up, especially big changes, they will be announced there. They will be in the app. But you, I don't know that you get a notice. So, But I want to say, um, for those are the three things. Charity, 
we got some little giveaways from 50 Days. And supposedly the app is live, which is great. The other thing is I have a wonderful person I'm talking to right now. Um, and it's really kind of funny that he's here because I think I've talked in the past that I have a cat. So Derek, come on in. You're with her. Love to talk to you. Woohoo! Yay. Um, yay, here you are. You had to listen to me bubble, blurble, as it were. But Derek, I have a cat. And she is a beautiful, long-haired black cat. She is not okay. my cat. My hat, uh, my house has a cat. She is not my cat. She is my husband's cat. But this, <laughs> and I'm not joking, pure black, except for a couple of little stray white hairs. And one of her uh, what whiskers is pure white. Only one pure white's been that way since she was little. She doesn't like me. She doesn't, I am not her person. She puts up with me because I feed her and I clean a box. But she's, I am not her person, Derek. But the black cat is sitting here halfway on my notebook because I think she knows I'm talking about horror and black cats are used a whole lot in horror, Derek. So how are you doing? What's going on? I just, you, I've got a black cat. Do you want a black cat? Uh, I actually have a cat. Uh, interesting story. I, yes. When I went out to uh, adopt a cat, I intended to get a black cat because I've heard that they're the last to get adopted. And also I have right. an image to maintain. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, Goodness. I wound up getting a white and black cat yeah. instead. Uh, and I wouldn't trade her for anything. No, and we wouldn't trade our little diva cat either. But it was it's really funny. And I think you probably know this. Um, cats choose their people. I mean, oh, they yeah. really do. If there's more than one person in a room, cats choose their people. And usually the person, especially if I have other people in the house and the cats deign to come down or the cat now, we used to have two. But if the cat deigns to come downstairs and grace us with presence, uh, always finds the person who either absolutely, utterly hates cats or is allergic to them. Yeah. <laughs> cats, man. Cats. Well, so, well yeah. if we get enough of them to drain that cats are in charge, then at least I think I'll stand, have good standing with my own cat. So I will. And mine should remind people that I feed them. And I also have, we have a neutered outdoor cat. The great thing in uh, my County in Georgia is they have a trap neuter release. So if I trap a cat, I take it to the pound, neuter it, and then I can bring it back here. So there's another boy cat in my backyard that has not been neutered. Trust me, folks, you can tell. Um, <laughs> Uh, who is woohoo's kind of uh, we're going to try to trap him this week and uh, not make any more baby cats, which would be good. So there oh, you go. Yeah. Baby cats. There are a lot of baby cats, but I am glad just like uh, this cat. Actually, we just showed up one day. Um, a friend, it had been abandoned. Uh, there was a box that said free kittens at a target. And <laughs> this was the only one left. And mm. the poor thing was four weeks old when we got her. Uh, yeah. And then you said you adopted, we adopted, we've adopted or the cats have found us in some way, <laughs> you know, and I'm glad you adopted. So what does your cat do anything weird? Uh, she's well, a cat. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know I, why I asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. She'll sometimes bite me whenever I'm playing with her, but it's, uh, it's not a, uh, it's not a hard bite. It's a, <laughs> I'm overly excited bite. So. Yes. She doesn't draw blood, so then she's right. not kind of a horror kitty. That's good. That's good. No, awesome. no. Yeah. No. 
She's a very uh, good cat, though. She's a very good cat. Yeah, no, our cat's pretty good, too. She's 16 years old. She's uh, she's pretty happy here. So horror, horror track. Goodness gracious. I've always said this is a resurgence of sci-fi and fantasy, but horror has been kicking a lot of butt recently, too. Yeah, yeah, I would say that uh, we've certainly had a resurgence of interest in horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's, hey, that's working out for me. So Right, right. And, well, so now what are some of the, I mean, I can't believe it. I used to always be scared of horror movies. I really was. I, I couldn't, the things that jump out. But I think I watched Alien and Aliens so many times during COVID that now I'm like, oh, what else is, oh, great, Halloween, the the new one with J, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Cool, I'll watch that. And, yeah, so I've been watching a lot more horror. What about, like, what's some of the best stuff you've seen out recently? Well, you know, it's embarrassing to admit, but I'm actually uh, more of a classic horror fan. So Not I a problem, yeah. As uh, I haven't been as up-to-date with uh, current material as I mm-hmm. probably should be, considering right. my my position at the convention, but, uh, but that's why but, you also have other volunteers to help you with that. So yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Plus we have a strong literary basis on our track. So, Oh, okay. So, uh, especially I know I want to ask you a question later about Stephen King as we, uh, end up this one, because you and I are both big Stephen King fans. So when you say classic horror, I mean, what do you, I, I know what new horror is, um, you know, and and but there's this weird little what do you mean by classic horror? So first of all, for that, you know, I would say anything at this point before the year 2000. Oh, uh, wow. OK. Yeah. You know me. I'm a child of the 70s and the 80s. So heck yeah, baby. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Uh, but of course, my personal interests lie in more gothic horror. So oh, okay. I'm, mm. I'm a fan of uh, movies that were made in like the uh, 30s. Uh, oh, yeah. Like yeah. And, Film with a heavy gothic atmosphere, even uh, somewhat new movies like Crimson Peak. uh, Oh, Crimson Peak! Oh yeah, the uh, the Woman in Black was that the one Daniel Radcliffe was in? It was kind of gothic looking. It was a little scary. And I just, I mean, I I don't know about you, but the uh, Hill House that was on Netflix, along with the second one, which now I can't remember. Um, those two had a very classic vibe to them. I mean, they're from, you know, Shirley Jackson stories, but they had a very, very classic vibe to them in my, uh, kind of that gothic kind of feel to them too. And they were terrifying to me. Sorry. Oh, I, I think, uh, I think Netflix's Haunting of Hill House is one of the, will be looked back on as one of the greatest achievements of the genre. Yes. I really liked it. The only thing I did not like about it is the fact that they called it the Haunting of Hill House because it was so far removed from the material. I think yeah. it stood as its own property with homages to the original. Book. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant series. It, it, yes. And, you know, it's always great when you see those, you know, as you, you and I are childs of the 70s and 80s and 90s and whatever else. But it's always great when you see some of the people you used to see. Like, I love seeing Timothy Hutton on that. I love seeing, um, oh, my goodness, Henry Thomas, uh, yeah. you know, Elliot from E.T., all of those people. And it's so funny now that I realize, especially some of the children, the older children, they've been in movies forever. I just they're getting out there a lot more now 
I guess because I'm noticing them more now, or they got more experience from this. So, yeah. Could be. Could be. Could be. You never know. Um, so you are horror track. You said you also have a real literary bent. What are you looking at for the convention this year, panel-wise or guest-wise, things like that? Well, uh, as far as panels are concerned, uh, it's interesting you had mentioned uh, uh, Alien and Aliens earlier. We're going yes. to have what has sort of become a, uh, a yearly tradition of a panel focused on the uh, literary uh, side of the Alien franchise, like the tie-in books and things like oh, okay. that. We have editor Steve Saffel coming again. He'll be uh, heading up that panel. That should well, be pretty good. That sounds really good, especially because, you know, I get to walk around track this time. I get to walk around Dragon Con and maybe I can go to that panel. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> well currently, and as you said, you it'll, it'll happen when it happens, but currently it's going to be Friday at 2.30. So. Friday at 2.30 is, hey, that's a nice time, man. Um, yeah. Middle of the day, all that. So, yeah, so you're doing that one. What else? Well, uh, I didn't even know there were literary alien books. I mean, I should have, but I've never even read any of them. So that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of them. And we, oh, wow. we, we typically get several of the uh, authors of these tie-in books, too. So, cool. so yeah. Um, also, we're going to be doing a panel on the uh, Weird West in uh, uh, fiction. That should be pretty interesting. Okay, now wait. I need that one explained a little bit more. <laughs> Help. <laughs> the Weird West. Yeah. Uh, generally, it is now over. It, it encompasses uh, Western stories with a speculative fiction element. Of course, us being the horror track, we're going to focus on the horror side yeah, of, okay. uh, yeah. of that. But uh, basically, uh, you know, you got gunslingers and ghouls. Gunslingers, so, yeah. 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 So that's interesting. I you know, I I I love to read and this is great while you and I talk because John is like it's tech manuals or it's tech manuals or bust. I I just I love that Dragon Con brings us out because I didn't even think about some of these things literary. It's always been wonderful for it's always been wonderful for me to find new writers and new things I'm going to read. And yeah, some of them I didn't, they weren't great, but some of them I have adored. So yeah, that's really cool that all these literary panels, I'm going to have to look for that in the schedule. Um, anything else? What else is going on? Well, we're going to have some special events. Uh, one, thing that, one thing that's going to be very cool is we're going to do a screening of Nosferatu. It's the 100th year anniversary, but we're going to have a live score by our friends Valentine Wolf. Oh, my God. When are you? Oh, when is that? Plan? That is awesome. I didn't know it was 100 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, currently, it's scheduled for Saturday at 10 p.m. Saturday at 10, well, 10 p.m. Yeah. Do why do you do these things so late? I'm old. <laughs> uh, actually, this was a uh, this was a, a main room panel, so it was oh. one of those things. It was uh, that was just when the uh, room was available. That's so. it. You got to go when you can get in there. That makes yeah, a lot much. of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so also, okay, so that's great. Um, I also know you have another special event for the first time ever. You told me about it, and I'm so excited. So you have what's going on that people have begged you for for years. 
we're we're finally doing a track party. It's going to be patterned after uh, Goth Night, and it's called the Open Casket Party. And uh, we've got some pretty cool DJs lined up for that. We've got uh, DJ Goth Dad and Twin Powers doing a two DJ set. Okay. Um, yeah, they're going to be playing at the same time. I'm not really <laughs> sure how that's going to work, but they, I'm sure it's going to be excellent. Uh, we've got, uh, sure. yeah, we've got uh, Black Sunshine, uh, DJ Spider, and my second in command, who's kind of running herd on this, uh, DJ Ichabod. So, wow, that's a whole lot of people. That's a whole lot of DJs. That's awesome. So, I mean, you're going to kind of change up DJs as you go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to work that out, and uh, it should be interesting. So, uh, <laughs> well, I got to say, damn, that's pretty ambitious and pretty damn cool. So, yay. Um, okay, so, and that is scheduled which night at what, like at 2 a.m. or what? <laughs> oh, no, that that is currently scheduled for Friday at 10 p.m. Friday at 10. Oh, that's not bad. That's cool. And you said oh. it's an open casket. You said goth night open casket. Okay, help me here. I mean, do you want is, of course, goths will dress up. Well, goths will be there. They don't dress up. Goths are goths. Do you right. want other people in more goths or gothic outfits? Or what are you thinking about? Well, you know, I'm not a, a I myself am not a tyrant about that. Uh, <laughs> it, it Obviously, this is going to be at Dragon Con. So people are going to show up in whatever they're wearing. And mm -hmm. you know what? Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's fine to me because if they like the music, they're going to be exposed to a lot of good new music. Yep. And uh, hopefully hear some old favorites as well. Um, yeah. And it should just be a good time. Um, looking forward to it myself. Uh, I'm yeah. largely taking a hands off to this. Uh, Ichabod is who who actually runs a successful goth night in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He's he's kind of the person running running this, running this. So. that's cool that is cool oh that is really neat i can't wait to see how that goes um i'm thinking about what i could wear i actually do have some more gothic things so hmm i have hey, a lot I, of black i have a lot of black in my closet too so i'm going to be wearing a t-shirt and cargo pants so <laughs> I, don't look to me for uh, fashion advice <laughs> Well, I I love that because uh, that's the very much the track the track director outfit, you know. Yeah. Pant, either pants, pants, or a jacket with lots of pockets, or a small bag. <laughs> and pockets. Pockets. Pockets are important. Phone pockets. Yes. Amen. Phone pockets. Amen. Awesome. 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 And what I you know guests are still being added, but do you have any really special guests coming on for horror, or what you think of? Well, uh, we're always welcome. We're always uh, happy to welcome back Harvey Gillen from uh, mm -hmm. currently from what we do in the shadows. Of course, he's done a lot of other things as well. He's going to be doing some panels for other tracks as well. But uh, we do have mm -hmm. him for one uh, panel for uh, what we do in the shadows. Those are always popular. Uh, very nice person. So, oh, wow. uh, looking forward to that. We also yeah. have some guests from uh, the Netflix series Lock and Key coming. Oh, so uh, cool. if you're a fan of oh. that show, uh, be yeah. sure to check that out. Well, now would Lock is Lock and Key? Well, I mean, I guess it does have a horror aspect, doesn't it? It's kind well, of yeah. I would say I would say it falls in that nebulous category called dark fantasy. 
Mm, dark yeah. fantasy. There you go. I like that name. I like that name. Um, I just looked up uh, Harvey Gillian and he was in Reacher and he played yeah. a corner and it was, he was great in that. Um, that's the thing I've seen the most. And I know he does. A hey, you cut out. Maybe Hello. he's going to be, I'm here. Am I okay. back? Yeah, you, you cut out for a moment there, or I oh, I'm so sorry. The other, so. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, welcome to the internet. Um, but no, I think that's great because uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, a lot of voiceover stuff too. So he might be in the um, I don't know what it's called anymore. Uh, not well, maybe Kaleidoscope talking about it, but a lot of maybe something else with voiceover actors. Um, he's in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, uh, which to me is. Oh my God, my nephew loved that thing, man. If I, when I hear the song, it's it's kind of very oh my, I got to go dance with my nephew, and then I'm like oh thank God he's nine now, I don't have to dance with him. So <laughs> there we go with that. So Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, always good. Um, okay, so what other things are you really looking for? Well, it sounds cheesy, but I'm really looking forward to my seeing my friends uh, that yeah. I haven't seen in a long time. That that's kind of the highlight of the year for me anyway yeah so. oh always good to get back to that you know our family reunion with our distant relatives that actually we like instead of trying to hide from yeah. um <laughs> kind of, that's always how i kind of think about it um now yeah i this year they're saying the cut's going to be around sixty thousand. last year it was 40 i found 40 really kind of um it was kind of interesting at 40 with five hotels, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this too, because we're going to have some people who can come across the Canadian border and some other borders and fly in easier to be able to be here. And that's going to be a lot of fun to see those friends and um, do that. So very cool. I do have to ask. All right. So we know there's a mask. You're going to be masked up everywhere. Um, but a question about the mask. Like, do you only wear all black masks or do you have some other horror film kind of mask or what do you do? You know, I actually don't own one that's just pure black. Uh, all <gasps> of them have designs on them. Um, oh, okay. The two you'll be seeing me wearing the most will be uh, Junji Ito uh, art uh, on the masks. So. Okay, I don't know who that is. Who is? Can you tell me about that? What is uh, that? Junji Ito. Uh, I would say he's the king of uh, manga horror. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I think I think he's one of the uh, grand masters of the genre living today. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, but I have a couple of masks with his art with his art on them. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah, neat. So, uh, oh, those look beautiful. I bet. Yeah. I have I have some uh, Junji Ito t-shirts I may be wearing, so I'll probably look like a walking billboard to this, to this man's talent. But, well, uh, you know, I love kaiju and horror kaiju, so I, I'm going to go look. I, you know, I've probably seen something and just not known that that's what I was seeing. But I love me some kaiju horror. Uh, I love kaiju, so I'll try anything kaiju. Um, yeah, now, now he's not—he doesn't do kaiju stuff. A lot of his stuff would fall into what I call body horror. Oh, oh! Please tell me not like centipede. Oh, nothing, nothing that grotesque. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, when you yeah, said kaiju yeah. horror, I, I guess I thought, oh, okay, body horror. No, no, ma manga. Manga. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, Absolutely folks. Brilliant artist. Well, hey, I like brilliant artists, so I will go and look. Um, and we have one person who's helping me out here right now. And you have a panel because they're already looking at the app. That is what the bleep is dark fantasy. What in the world is that panel going to be about? It's going to be exactly what the title says. <laughs> the panelists will try to define what actually is dark fantasy. Okay. And this was this was inspired by a, a certain uh, chain bookstore implementing a dark fantasy section into their uh, categories, and uh, it, we're just the panelists are just going to discuss uh, what they what they think uh, dark fantasy actually is and what the boundaries are. Well, I expect and- to uh, be interesting. Very cool. Um, okay. So that's really, wow. Um, I think that's really interesting too, because for a little period, you were, I think called dark, the horror track was kind of called dark fantasy. Yes. And Carol Malcolm is also urban fantasy. Right. So you guys have worked, Carol was worked with you for years, but you guys have kind of worked out how to share things that might be on both of those lines really well, I think. And it's kind of great to see how that works. Oh yeah. Well, and you're right. The, the track was dark fantasy track until Mm -hmm. um, I realized that that term meant different things to different people. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's also a contributing factor to why there's this panel this year. But uh, uh, I I personally like the term Uh, for Mm -hmm. me, when I say dark fantasy, there's some, there's a certain tone that I'm thinking of, but unfortunately that may not be what other people are thinking of. It wound up just causing a lot of confusion. Yeah. yeah. While I would love to have the dark fantasy track uh, along the lines of what I envisioned, I think it would be hard to do now. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's just so much stuff out there. Uh, Too many competing uh, versions of what dark fantasy is. Uh, So, uh, but yeah, yeah, we split into horror and urban fantasy. And uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Yep. And it, it's kind of, yeah, it was kind of interesting um, with X-Track and Urban Fantasy. It was kind of like making a kind of making a cut, too. It's like, all right, so wait, if they have something with the government, police, whatever, we're going to put that in X-Track because that could be conspiracy. And then if it's no police, not really, or things like that, we're going to put it over here in Urban Fantasy. So that's how she I got grim and she got uh, Supernatural. And I was like, I'm good with that. That'll work. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. Um, all right. Again, the p- other person who's helping me here and saying, supposedly uh, Ito did a book about cats. Yes. Can you tell me about this? This book sounds amazingly interesting. Well, it is a non-horror work, which is funny because the cover of the uh, edition I have says, from the creator of Utsumaki, which that's one of his more notable horror works. Uh, Somebody by the name of Jerry Chandler has told me that he has had uh, trouble getting people to check out the cat book because they think they're going to see something horrible. Oh, Uh, it's it's not horrible. He he didn't hurt cats or no, 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 he, he he loves cats. He, he, he loves them. And that's uh, why it's funny that, here, at least here in the States, it seems like he's best known for 
really disturbing body horror, <laughs> and cute stories about cats. Okay, Which, body horror, uh, and yeah, wow, okay. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Do you do anything on that side of the body horror? I mean, are there any, I mean, like, what are some of the panels that might be very, I would say, I don't want to say niche, but are more niche and kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, what are some of the things like, you know, something like psychological horror to me? Um, so many, the, so many of the horror things I see now, I feel like are more psychological horror. Uh, them, us, get out. Uh, I, I, there are many, many more, uh, but he is uh, doing a great job on those. But are you doing it? What, what are kind of some, are there some niche things that you're thinking about or talking about this year? That's hard for me to answer, honestly, because it seems like horror um, is is in and itself kind of a niche topic at a true uh, yeah at a at a more broader uh, science fiction fantasy convention. So mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of in the eye of the beholder what is niche and what isn't. So okay, very cool. Um, as we're gonna start starting kind of starting to wrap up, but you and I will always chat about this for at least a good 15, 20 minutes. So there's been a whole lot out now about Stephen King and this and that and the other. And there's now a resurgence of people arguing about the Dark Tower books versus the movie versus is Netflix ever going to do anything or all of that. Um, I don't think I, you and I have both read a lot of King. What and I I bring that up because the Dark Tower to me is very much um, that kind of niche Western horror thriller Stephen King kind of thing um, set in a very both fantasy world and real world. Um, but I also love other Stephen King stories. There's been so many more. And when you think about Stephen King, what do you think about through like books and things of that nature? I think of his heyday in the seventies and eighties, which is yeah. the period I'm most familiar with. I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't read any of his stuff in like any of his newer works over oh, okay. the past decade or so. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and, and speaking of, if anybody out there who is listening uh, does read his current material and wants to appear on a panel, mm -hmm. I'm always trying to get a year in Stephen King panel off the ground, but I can never find panelists for it. Well, Derek, uh, I read it all. So put me on whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> okay. So, so we're up yeah. to two panelists now. Yeah, we're up to two right now. Yeah, um, but, I bet but I can find good. one more for you. I bet I can yeah. find one more. Yeah, we, um, we, four is the magic number for me. If we hit four, four panelists, yeah. then it's a go, you know. Okay, so, so folks, you just heard it. If you read Stephen King books, especially the more newer books, um, send a note to Derek or to me at 50 days at the Unique Geek Got. Come and I will get it to Derek for you. But Derek is also at horror at dragoncon.org. Yeah. Um, and I just realized we didn't bring that up. So where are you located this year for right now in case, you know, just in case something changes? But we're we're still in the peach tree one and two room in the mm -hmm. Westin. Um, it is not the peach tree ballroom, which uh confuses a lot of people. Um okay. but uh I, I can never, I think we're on the eighth floor. I can never remember in the West and which exact floor it's on, but just follow the signs to the peach tree level. Uh, 
look for I'm sure we'll have the big Netherworld banners out front. Yeah. Uh, look for those. So mm-hmm. and um there you go. So in the West in the Wild Wild Western, uh y'all Dragon Con signage has got to get props because you will see a whole lot of signage that will help. And also remember there'll be people that have a volunteer badge uh or have a shirt on that says volunteer and ask them. They might be able to help you. Especially also hotel people. Hotel people are great. The Weston's wonderful. Weston's a lot quieter than some of the other hotels to me. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to go in there and just like, whoo, even though I'm talking about body horror stuff. So there we go. Um, Do you have a Facebook group, a Twitter? What about those? Uh, I do have a Facebook account. Uh, If you uh, look for Dragon Con Horror Track, if you search it that way, it should pop up. So Awesome. There we go. All right. So now we are going to talk about Stephen King because I read pretty much all of it. The only period I didn't really get was the Rose Matter. Some of those I wasn't as thrilled with, but you know, it, every to each their own. Your mileage may vary. What were some of your favorites in that seventies or eighties period? Well, um, I actually think that The Shining may be the uh, best horror novel of the twentieth century. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I. I could I could be wrong? Uh, well, no, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, but that to me, it is probably the best. Um, it's pretty I damn like, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know, I'm a vampire fan, so I like uh, Salem's Lot quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Carrie. Um, yeah. Cujo, even though it's very depressing. Um, oh, and, Cujo is so sad. Yeah, and uh, the, I think the, the Dead Zone is a very is. It's a very good novel. Well, I, what I love about The Dead Zone is also that no matter, whenever you pick it up, right, and it, it is written before there was the internet and cell phones and all of those kind of things, but the the background of that story um, and using the political landscape and candidates that you're just like, you know, it's, it's very timely no matter where you are or when, because you're always going to be wondering about things like that with certain people like, oh... Maybe we don't want you to have access to something. So I like that. There's good. Um, I was wondering also, uh, as you talk about that, I think the first one I read from Stephen King, it was not Carrie. Um, it was Christine. Oh, yeah. And I had already always liked old cars. I just always thought they would look cool. I can't remember when I read Christine. It was probably way too early. Um, but that got me into Stephen King. and I. You know, that was it. I read everything. Probably I, way too young, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Brian Fuller is uh, doing a new version, a new film version of uh, Christine. I'm hoping oh. I'm hoping it turns out well. So. Yeah, that would be good. Um, I, I got to say, I, I wish they'd stop doing versions of The Stand unless they're really going to do The Stand. It's very upsetting to me when I hear people talking about... <laughs> Uh, you know, oh, they're doing another version of the stand because the stand is actually I pretty much read that once a year. Um, it's one of my favorites, which is kind of depressing as well. Well, I guess wait about ten years and maybe somebody else will try again. Uh, they'll try again. Yeah, yeah. It's just oh, people try. I, I give them points for trying. Um, so there's that. Uh, the other thing, you know, is, as we talked about the horror resurgence, were you able to watch Midnight Mass on, um, 
on Netflix? Not yet. I only recently picked Netflix back up again so I could watch Sandman. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I've had several people uh, recommend Midnight Mass to me. So um, yeah. uh, if, if I can get it in before my uh, before my subscription ends, uh, I'd like to check it out, you know. Yeah, but, I think uh, it is a very interesting story. And, and as you and I both like King, I think it would be something that maybe you would like because it, it brings in a lot of that 70s and 80s King king stuff vampires and uh religion which came from carrie and it was interesting however kind of depressing as well by the way folks just fyi (laughs) you know hey but that's good um i'm just curious what uh are you doing anything about the stuff that's on netflix right now or should people just look on the app and see if they're talking you're talking about midnight mass and or whatever else i didn't know if you have something like that uh no i sure don't i there's only so many hours in the there schedule are. yeah yeah and in the end uh i uh just didn't have time oh no but, yeah but uh there, I've, there are I've only had, so many hours in rooms it it happens folks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh my schedule fills up fast these days especially <laughs> since i'm covering all media uh, all so, media. So you yeah. got movies, comic books. Um, you got movies, TV. media, comic books, TV, and 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 regular books. You got yeah, a whole lot yeah. of literature. Yeah, you got a whole lot there. You got a whole lot there. You were saying you were, um my son is watching Sandman. He has the full set. He um it's one of his favorite things. His senior quote came from Sandman, which is the quote about um, how can it be hell if you can't hope for heaven or something of that nature? I've never read Sandman, but I'm going to be watching the series. Uh, what have you watched it yet? What are you thinking about it? Oh yeah, I watched yeah. it in about two days. Okay, uh, yeah, that's we're we're about there. We're about we have such a long list of stuff to watch. Again, it's a resurgence of sci-fi and good good movies too. There are a lot of good movies out there too. But yeah, are you is Sandman under you? Would it be under somebody else? It's actually under <laughs> urban fantasy, but uh, okay. but uh, uh, urban fantasy's uh, Sandman fan panel actually appears on our schedule as well because oh, okay. of the uh, crossover. Certainly in the uh, earlier issues of Sandman, uh, which the fan panel is based exclusively on the uh, TV series. Okay, uh, the fan panel's all on TV. Okay, good. Yeah, good it's, yeah, it's it's exclusively on the TV series, but the. Uh, but it is, uh, it does have some horror overtones, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's certainly oh, yeah. early going. Uh, so it, uh, so we're, we're pretty glad to have that appear on our panel, on our uh, schedule as well. Uh, that's well, one I'll probably go watch myself. So I, you know, uh, that'll be probably be one my son goes and watches and hopefully, and he, I mean, he really loves it. Probably way too young. Um, I can't remember how old he was when he started reading Sandman. I I, want to think middle school, which probably means that my parenting standards are very different than other people's parenting standards. But hey, sorry. Um, It's kind of weird. But no, I think it's great. Uh, And actually, so when my son moved uh, out, he is my son is now adult lit. I used to call him kid lit or teen lit. He's now adult lit. He's moved out. The one thing that has moved with him every place has been his box of sandman comics 
Hmm. Every time. And it's a heavy box. I think it's, what, 200 plus comics. He takes them all. Whoosh. Wow. So, yeah. Um, Also, if you are in Atlanta, uh, and you're not, I know, Derek, from Atlanta, but if you're looking for old editions of comic books, if you're looking for stuff like that, there are some great used bookstores and great comic book stores. Um, They do not give me any money, but if you can get to a book nook, there's one kind of indicator there's another one kind of in North Atlanta, but you can, there's some great, great stuff. So if you're looking for old horror tales or you're hearing somebody about somebody new, you know, try it out, see what happens. So good. I got to ask literature. Are you a, an, a Kindle person or a, you know, a pad person or are you still the books? I prefer actual books. Uh, I, will, I will read some stuff on Kindle because uh, they keep offering a, uh, Three free months of Kindle, yes. you know, yeah, right. two yeah. free months of Kindle. So if I have that, I'll uh, read some books on Kindle to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just to, for, for the Kindle unlimited uh, yeah. authors, you know, but uh, I don't, uh, I, I would prefer just to have a physical book. Yeah, me too. I, I have, um, and boy, oh boy, I, I know this might be sacrilege to some people, but I will now like, highlight sections I like in a book or certain things and maybe even put like one of those little sticky notes there so I know where it is um and my husband's like why aren't you reading on Kindle I'm like I like holding a book in my hand I like the noise of doing it I like writing in the book and saying why this was important to me my copy of The Alchemist is like totally everything it's all the way up uh it's got so many notes in it so it's kind of cool to be able to do that I think that's a big that's a big argument now. Um, but the good news is I do, especially if it's a new author or a new book or somebody's uh, recommended it, I will usually read it on Kindle first and then see, oh, well, I'd also like more by this author. So let me go get, you know, paper <laughs> copies <laughs> as well. Oh, busy night. That is not wrong. Um, okay. So we have talked about all of that. I love it. Derek, you are always such a great guest, but let's go again one more time. You are in the Westin. That's correct. Peachtree 1 and 2, which is not the Peachtree Ballroom, but it is on the Peachtree level. Uh, you right. are in the Westin. You have a DragonCon Facebook page called? DragonCon Horror Track. There you go. See, we try to make them easy, folks. The, yeah. the directors try to make them easy. Um, I can't wait to see your schedule, especially I'm going to look at literary. Um, do you do anything in the app to like, say, uh, just like in the title to say this is literary or anything like, you know, we're talking about books or things like that. I tried to, uh, I tried to convey that. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm not sure how successful I was ah. really, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I do my, uh, my titles for the panels are often very lengthy, uh, because, <laughs> I figure it would be easier for people to just see the title than try to go and read the description and figure it out, you know? Exactly. Um, I am right there with you. Yep. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried to, I try, did try to include words like writing or in fiction or mm, literature oh, cool. into the titles themselves. That's very cool. Um, Thank you for that for some of us. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's something that, 
I, you know, but as again, folks, if you're walking around the Weston and you're like, well, I don't really want to walk all the way there for the next panel. Let me look around and see what's going on right where I am. You know, I always will say you never know what you're going to find at Dragon Con. Sit in on a room. Listen, see if you find any fandom. Find a new book you want to read. I <laughs> I cannot tell you in just chatting with directors how many times, and especially with this podcast, I make notes for everyone. And if you saw my notes, sometimes it's like got a big star, like, read this. However, Seska, who we will be talking about, who's another uh, literary track director, I, I'm not going to read her, the guy who does the dinosaurs and, and humans romance books, because that's scary. Um, but that's good. I just want to thank you, Derek, for being on this. I can't wait to see you at Dragon Con and give you a hug. Um, Jerry Chandler, who has been a very big help, says he he loves you too. And I, you've known Derek for you've known Jerry for years. Got any good stories? Um, none that I will repeat in public. Uh, <laughs> none none <laughs> that we keep on a none that we keep on a PG thirteen. All right, Jerry. Well, well I, I I wouldn't say huh. I wouldn't that far, but. Uh, <laughs> Certainly, uh, certainly, he he has been a big help, and uh, yeah. I like saying nice things about Jerry because it embarrasses him. But uh, he's typically he's typically one of my volunteers. He's not going to be able to make it this year, unfortunately. Oh. But uh, but yeah, he he's been a very big help. Uh, Jerry's uh, always been a great help for Extract and uh, for Fifty Days. He always sends us great information and notes, and we we thank him too because he's always been a big help. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, are you not going to be here this year? Yeah, the Chandlers will be missed this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Especially since he acts as my uh, personal thug. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, I'll find another personal thug this year, I'm sure. You know, you should ask John B. Tell. I'm sure he would. Oh, Try okay. To... Yeah, I'm sure John. See, this is what happens when he lets me be on a podcast. Just tell him Lee said you're going to be my personal thug this year. I like that idea. Now, I I, I don't know when this is going to run, but, uh, you know, yeah. I still have one opening, one volunteer opening. Oh. So if you like what you've heard during this uh, hour, you know, mm-hmm. uh, please apply and yeah. say, the, say you're interested in joining the horror track because uh, yeah. I definitely need one more person more person list so correct that would be awesome and i will just say thank you to all our volunteers and everyone else because dragon con is made by the fans and for the fans so if you can volunteer that's great um i would also say if you want to volunteer you probably want to maybe shoot a note to horror at dragoncon.org but you do need to go to dragoncon.org and look up how to um apply to put your name down to possibility a volunteer so do that too awesome all right well derek i want to thank you for being on here this is always so much fun to talk to you i got to i got to get into my stephen king head a little bit most people don't like to talk about that with me um so it's good to talk to you and thank you for being here and on behalf of derek and john this is lee saying peace thank you for having me oh thank you for being here and bye here we go This was a production of The Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. 
follow The Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike License.